The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and I'm excited to have you participate in another show, and as you know, our goal always is to help you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life. As a matter of fact, in many cases, in most instances, the theories and things that you can apply to one aspect of your life will be successful in just about all of them. So that's why we talk about sales, business, and life. And the topic today is the reality of risk. No risk, no reward. It's, it's kind of simple. And we've heard several different really cute quotes over the years that talked about risk. Uh, there's another one that I like, nothing ventured, nothing gained, is a quote many of us have heard at some point in our lives. And, and, and let's be frank, risk is a scary word for many of us, for most of us. And your comfort zone is really a great thing to risk. But the fact of the matter is only those persons or organizations that dare to take risk actually have the potential to reap the rewards and reap the benefits. As a matter of fact, they only reap the rewards and benefits in direct proportion to the level of risk they were willing or able to take. The greater the risk, the greater reward. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about in this show how to understand risk, how to calculate risk, and what are some things that you're going to have to do and consider and assess within yourself to help you move forward to make this upcoming year your best year, to be willing to step out of the boat and take some uncharted, un, just, just be willing to, to dare to be brave and bold. That's what we're going to talk about this particular show. And... It's just going to be me and you, and I first want to talk about what the definition of risk is. And the definition that I read that I like, it said the possibility that something bad or unpleasant will happen. So risk involves uncertainty, not knowing the outcome in advance. And i like to share something with you. Most of us, if we don't know the outcome, In advance, we're going to be hesitant to step out. We're going to be hesitant or we're going to withdraw from actually taking a chance. And in some occasions when I give a speech, for example, I gave a a speech last month, and I think I had seven, 800 people in the room. It was a dinner. It was a fundraiser. And my audience was from age 8 to age 80. 
which was interesting dynamics. Uh, and they told me they wanted me to talk about how to be successful. They wanted everyone from age 8 to age 80 to walk away encouraged uh, and just give them some tidbits that they can walk away and actually apply. So one of the first things I did was I uh, told my audience that I was going to talk about how to be successful consistently and long term. I said, and I was going to start with an exercise, and I said, I'm going to need one volunteer from the audience, but I just want to let you know in advance that the volunteer that comes up here, I may ask them to do something that could be risky, it could, could be potentially embarrassing, and also kind of scary. So that's how I prefaced asking for a volunteer. And then I said, any volunteers? Out of the 700 people in the room, only one person raised their hands. So I then asked uh, the, the individual to come up, and I asked the person's name, and he told me his name. And I said, I'm just curious now. I just prefaced asking for you to come up by saying, what I want you to do could be risky, it could be scary. It could even be embarrassing to you in front of all of these people in here, yet you, rose, you raised your hand. Do you mind if I ask why? And he said, I don't mind taking a risk. And at that point, I then reached into my pocket and gave him uh, a large sum of money. And I said to him that the, <laughs> basically the exercise was over and he could now take a seat. And when I did that, you should have heard the audience. Everyone in the audience was, oh, man, oh, okay, well, let me rate, you know, ask for another volunteer. No, it's too late. You see, the opportunity presented itself, and just as quickly as it presented itself, the opportunity also left. And my point to my audience that night was basically this. This person came up not knowing what the outcome was going to be. But because he was willing to take a chance, not knowing the outcome, he got rewarded. And that's the fact of life. Those individuals who are willing to take a risk, they're the exact same ones that end up getting rewarded. And I said to the audience, those of us who sit around because we don't know what the outcome is going to be and we sit and wait to see what the outcome was, I say, you get what you just got, which is, and they all said nothing. So that is the reality of risk. We have to be willing to take a chance because it comes quickly and it leaves just as quickly. In the preface of my book, and in, in the opening, uh, the, the front tab of my book, it says, have you ever noticed that a lion doesn't wait for its meal? It goes out to find it. On the other hand, vultures patiently wait to get the scraps of what is left after the lions have had their fill. And Abraham Lincoln once said, yes, things do come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. So if we are looking for a different outcome this upcoming year, we're going to have to do things a little differently. We're going to have to get up out of our seat. We're going to have to do things that may seem apparently scary. And we don't know the outcome. And the one thing we can do that will help improve our odds of being successful is be willing to commit yourself 
to being successful, to taking a risk by removing the opportunity to retreat. Anytime there is a an escape clause, an escape door, something like that, we'll take it if we can. But I, that's why I always love to hear that story about back in the olden days when uh, one country was going to uh, invade another country. One, what the general would say or do, he'd say, you know, I know he would say this to his, his uh, soldiers. I know you want to get back to see your family and your loved ones as I do. And the only way we're going to do this, get to see our loved ones again, is if we win. Because that general, he ordered their ships to be burned. So there was no retreat. There was no surrender. There was no retreat. The only way they would get to see their loved ones again was if they gave it their all. They were in it to win it, and they won the battle. And then they could either use the ships of the people they just conquered, or they would have now the resources to build new ships. And that's the mindset that we have to be prepared to have. Whatever thing you had that you were going to, that was going to be your escape clause, you have to burn the ship. And that should be on your, uh, your, on your wall for the next few days or on a sheet of paper where you can see it. What ships do I have to burn in order to ensure that I don't retreat when things get uncomfortable? And rest assured, if you're trying to do anything that's new, that's different, that's challenging, there are going to be some complications that come along with it. As a matter of fact, that's part of the recipe for success that we've been talking about. And I shared a story with you recently, I believe. If I haven't, uh, if I did, bear with me. Uh, If I haven't, I'm going to share it with you now. But several years ago, I had a gentleman that was interested in becoming a speaker, and uh, he mentioned that he was retiring from the current company that he was with, and he said, you know, as a, as a result of being with this company so long, I'm going to have a really nice retirement package. So as I get my new company started, I'll be able to live off of this for a couple of years, and that'll help me get my company started. So I let him finish talking to me, and, and I listened to his plan and everything. And I said to him, I said, you know, uh, it sounds like you've really thought this out. I said, can I, can I make one suggestion to you? He said, absolutely. I said, I know you told me that you have X number of dollars that can get you by the next two years. And I said, in reality, the mindset you need to have is that you have no money. As a matter of fact, if you don't sell something every day, your family will not eat. I say, if you have the mindset that you just told me, within two years, you probably will have used up the majority of the money you just mentioned. If you have the, and you take on the mindset that I mindset that I just recommended to you, there's a good chance you may not use any of the money. And if you do have to use some, it won't be as much as you would have prescribed initially. And this gentleman took the latter mindset that I recommended. He made up in his mind that he actually had no money. There was nothing in the cupboards. There was nothing in the refrigerator. If he did not have that intensity every day, 
his family would not eat. He would not be able to pay his bills. And I have to tell you, he has an extremely successful business today. And periodically when I talk to him, he always comes back to that initial conversation we had. He said, if you had not told me what you did, if I had not embraced that, he said, there's no doubt my company would not be as successful as it is today. And that goes back to this thing that we have and we need to talk about called mindset. Your mind determines your lifestyle. It determines the outcomes of most of the things you pursue, whether it's a relationship, whether it's business, whether it's sales. Your mindset has a lot to do with your success. And you have to be in it to win it. And now, many of us, as I mentioned, we won't take a chance unless we know what the outcome will be. And anytime we already know what the outcome is going to be, what basically that means is your return will not be as great. And I'm going to say that in advance. If you are going to take a risk and you already know what the outcome is going to be, the outcome is guaranteed, the risk or the return is not going to be as great. And I'll use as an example, let's say a savings account. Okay, in a savings account, you put your money in the account, and they guarantee you today it's going to be 0.50 interest. All right, but because there's a guarantee there, look at the interest rate that you're getting. It's virtually non-existent, and I'm saying 0.50. I don't know what it is now. Uh, I don't focus on savings accounts because they just don't give the greatest return. All right, so a savings account, we know what the outcome is going to be. A salaried position, you know what you're going to get paid. Whether you excel tremendously you're going to get the same amount. If you don't do as, as well, chances are you won't get that same amount because you will be fired. But anytime there's certainty, there's a guarantee, the, the reward is not as great. And you have to be prepared for that. Now, to the contrary, anytime we don't know the outcome, the risk is great. But that also means that the greater, there's a greater opportunity for a greater reward. There's a greater opportunity for a greater reward. And we're going to talk about some examples of that. And then after that, when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about some of the, the risks that I've taken, which appeared to be uh, frightening at the time, which turned out to be absolutely the best decisions I've made. So we want to understand the reality of risk for this show. No, re no, no risk, no reward. Or the greater the risk, the greater the possibilities for a reward. All right? So it's time for us to take our first break of the show. You're listening to... Forget patience, let's sell something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and you're listening to us on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Does money drive you or does it serve you? When you listen to Money in Your Life, you'll discover the answer to that question. 
Tune in as hosts Brian Barr and Ann Hutchins bring you thought-provoking discussions designed to help you understand and assess exactly how money operates in your life. Take control of your personal finances. Money in Your Life is broadcast live every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make your money work for you. Want to be empowered to take your leadership skills to the next level in your business? Tune into A Sharp Outlook, Best Practices for Success, with host Angela Sharp, using industry-specific materials, toolkits, and expert guests from all facets of business. Our program will empower you to develop a strong core in your business leadership, infrastructure, growth, and technology. A Sharp Outlook airs live every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to forget patience let's sell something if you want to reach time Maynard or today's guest please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or you can send an email to ty at tymaynergroup.com that's t-y-e at t-y-e-m-a-n-e-r group.com now back to the show Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and our topic today is the reality of risk. No risk, no reward. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. So, you know, before the break, we were talking basically about, first of all, that if we take a chance and we already know what the outcome is going to be, uh, the returns aren't as great. And anytime we don't know what the outcome is going to be and we take a risk that appears to be great, the greater the opportunity for reward. And a perfect example of that to compare against the savings account is the stock market. You know, and, and, and the reality of the stock market is you can buy a stock and you have the potential of losing it all. In a savings account, your funds are guaranteed. You won't lose them. But as a result of having it guaranteed, the return is really, really minimal. But now with a stock, you have the potential of losing it all. But at the same time, with a stock, you have the potential of getting a return that's 10% greater, 100% 3,000% greater because there's risk. You can lose it all. And there's certain varieties of risk. Okay, if you can't really bear the risk of a stock, then you have mutual funds where instead of you investing in one stock and you win or you lose, you can spread that same money across a variety of stocks. Okay, so there's greater return than a savings account but not as great as investing in an individual stock. Or let's say starting a business. That's another one. And there's a, there's a fact of life. It's virtually impossible 
to in, it really increase and develop wealth just working a nine to five. In order to really develop wealth, you need to be either in a career where you are on commission, uh, straight commission, or draw against commission, or there's a salary plus commission, a salary plus bonus, but there has to be some other means where you can create the wealth. Now, in my situation, I started a business. I've had several businesses uh, that I've started, and as a result, I've taken risk in the stock market, with real estate, and in some cases, all of them were hitting at the same time. In some cases, one of them was not doing well while the other two did well, but I took a risk, and the first one came with where I was in corporate America and was doing extremely well, but found myself downsized. I found myself uh, an extremely successful, productive sales professional without a job. And at that point in time, I knew I always wanted to own a business. At the same time, the reality was I had a family to feed. The easiest thing for me to do was to just go get another job selling. But I had this thing in me to start a training business, training and development, and I just said to myself and I said to my my family, I said, I have to try. I have to try this. I would rather fail, but no, I tried it, than just go get another job and the rest of my life wonder if I could have pulled it off. And the outcome really was the fact that this was the best thing that has happened to me. Uh, the, the, the money that I've been able to make, the way I've been able to provide for my family and for my grandkids to be and, 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 and my descendants would never have happened had I continued just to work for someone else. Oh, I could have worked for someone else, but then I would have had to still take the risk in the stock market. I would have still had to invest in real estate. You cannot just create wealth working from a nine to five you heard if you haven't heard that before you've heard it here you have to be willing to take risk and it's hard getting anything started is hard work and but that's why you need to do something that you are passionate about that you can actually throw your heart behind so when you're not even making money but you're working 12 15 hour days You are passionate about it, so it keeps you going. It sustains you until the money does start coming in. And there's a quote that I want to remind you of, and you've probably heard me say it on on one of the other shows, but it's uh, by, I think it's General George Patton, and the quote goes like this. A decent plan violently executed today is far better than a perfect plan carried out next week. And I'll repeat that. A decent plan, violently executed today, is far better than a perfect plan carried out next week. And basically what he's saying, he was saying to his troops and to his uh, commanders was this. Listen, we don't have all of the answers. As a matter of fact, our plan kind of looks ugly right now. But we're better off moving forward today with what we know with what we have lined up, then waiting until next week when we think our plan will be perfect. Because even once we have the perfect plan, 
it still will not be perfect because the scenery will have changed within the week. So the bottom line is, let's just do something. And I know there are many of you who've been sitting on an idea, who have wanted to pursue this this company, but it's going to stretch you because it's a company bigger than you and comfortable working with, or you're going to have to get higher up in the company to the CEO or president, and you just aren't comfortable calling at that level. There's something that you want to pursue right now that's going to stretch you. And you, you're trying to wait. You're trying to wait until you have all of the facts, all of the information, all of the knowledge, all of the skill sets lined up. And it's not going to happen. You're better off moving forward with what you know and what you have right now in place. And you will be amazed of the outcome. Let's go ahead and do something. We're getting ready to start a new year. We're getting our minds right. If you've noticed this, this, this uh, month, that's what we've been focusing on, getting your mind right to, to, to make this upcoming year the best year you've ever had. And that was my goal. As you know, I took a risk. I've never done a radio show, and this was my first year. This was another risk that I took. And, and I, I'm glad I did it because the responses that I get from those of you who are listening, uh, we have listeners from around the world now. Uh, the numbers just keep growing. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you for telling other people about the show. And we appreciate it. But imagine if I had not a year ago decided I was going to do this show. And I, my, my, my prayer and my hope is that this show has made a difference. In your lives, it has made a difference in the way you pursue business. Uh, hopefully, you've started a business as a result. Hopefully, you've won more sales as a result. And I, and I know that to be true for many of you because I get the emails and the feedback. So that's what, we, that's what taking the risk does. It helps you to continue to grow. And this is growing my business and it's growing my, my brand at, at, at the same time. So we can't just sit and wait for opportunities to come and go by. We have to make these opportunities. And I want to talk to you about that because some of us are starving to death right now in the midst of a feast. We're starving to death. And I heard the story of a research study that, was in, that involved the northern pikefish. And, and the pikefish is a very aggressive fish, which has a mouth full of teeth. The pike is a proficient hunter, and according to the study, a pike was placed in an aquarium with a large supply of its natural food source. Its natural food source is minnows, little tiny fish. And for two days, the pike enjoyed dining on the minnows at will. He devoured the minnows whenever he felt the urge to eat. He ate to his heart's content. And then on the third day, a glass divider was placed between the pike and the minnows. Now check this out. The pike would hit his snout against the glass every time he attempted to pursue a minnow. This exercise went on for two days. This had to be frustrating for the pike to be so close yet so far. He could see what he wanted, but he just could not get it. And on the fifth day, the glass divider was removed. Okay, he had two days where he could eat the, uh, the fish at with the minnows at will, two days where there was a glass divider, and every time he attempted, he, he, was, he received, he, uh, it ended up with failure. And then on the fifth day, the glass divider was removed. The pike had not eaten in two days. 
He was unbelievably hungry at this point. An abundance of food was now available. Now all he could do was just pursue it and fill those hunger pangs, right? Logically would expect him to pursue the minnows and provide sustenance to his body. But unfortunately, the pike fish refused to pursue the minnows. As a matter of fact, the only way the pike would eat a minnow was if a blind minnow swam directly into his mouth. This poor fish ultimately starved to death with food swimming all around him. All he had to do was reach out and grab it. All he had to do was reach out and take a chance. The pike starved to death in the midst of a feast. And there's opportunity around there for all of us. And I'm asking you, did you starve to death this year in the midst of a feast? Was it easy going in? Did you start the year strong? Then it got challenging and you had a few no's, you had some resistance. Then all of a sudden you got tired and you just refused to pursue them. Opportunities are still there. So now I know many of us would say, wow, what a dumb fish. Yet I have observed thousands of sales professionals, business people, and even myself on occasion based on my mindset where I imitated the fish. All right. So what we have to do is understand that we can't avoid risk and get the things that we want in life. We have to be willing to pursue. We have to be willing to take a chance. And that's the mindset I want us to have right now. I want us to get prepared to I want to, as a matter of fact, over the next day. So I want you to write down something new, a new client, a new opportunity you've been sitting on, a new business idea you've been thinking about, but you haven't uh, made the decision to actually pursue that you're going to you're going to take charge of this coming year. You're going to do it. All right. So as a matter of fact, you can do it during the next break. And it's time for us to take another break. I tell you, the fastest hour of the week is right now. Uh, it's time for us to take a short break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Game-changing technologies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up the status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take a coffee break with Game Changers on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for our special series on today's top big data innovators. Learn about emerging big trends and technologies and how you can grow your business and profit. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. 
10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynor or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynorGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and the title of today's show is The Reality of Risk. No risk, no reward. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. And, you know, we were just talking about the pikefish, and the pikefish was unwilling to take a risk, and the risk was, and the reason he was unwilling to take the risk was because he had come into some bad experiences, and we all get those, but we can't let those flavor our mindset to the point that we aren't willing to move forward anymore. And I'm going to share a, a, a story with you. It, this happened uh, a couple of years ago now. I had someone sitting in my office, and they received an email. I was just having a counseling session with them, and they received an email Two, really, they were in the market for a job. One job uh, they received offered, the job was uh, for about $40,000, $45,000. And that's what they were used to making. And then they got another uh, job application possibility where they would be making well into the six figures. And the person said to me, wow, I'm not, I'm not going to apply for that job. I said, why not? And they said, well, because, man, if, if they're paying me that kind of money, they're going to expect a lot out of me. I said, yeah. Wow, and I might not be able to do it. I said, well, you may be able to do it. And even if you aren't able to do it now, it's an opportunity for you to grow. It's an opportunity for you to stretch yourself. It's an opportunity for you to learn new skill sets. I said, but you have to pursue that job. And he was not going to do it, and I persuaded him to actually go after the position. So believe it or not, on the same day, not that day, but on after going to both job interviews, on the same day within a matter of 30 minutes, he received two job offers. He first called me and said that, okay, the job for $45,000, they called me and they offered it to me, so I took it. I said, oh, congratulations. He called me back within 30 minutes and said, you won't believe this, but the job for over six figures called me, and they want to offer me the job. And I said to him, no, really? No, you're kidding. And I said, well, first of all, don't sound surprised when someone wants to pay you a lot of money. All right? Act like you've been there before. So he told them that. He said, well, let me think about it, and I'll get back to you. So I said to him, I said, okay, let's think about it. Okay, we're done thinking about it. Call them back and tell them that you are very interested. You've already set the position, but before you can decline another position except those, theirs, you need something in writing, you know? 
and they sent him something in writing in quick order, and he was scared to death going into this new position. But let me tell you something. He rose to the occasion, and the things that were a challenge for him starting off, he can do in his sleep now. Uh, he's been with the company now for a couple of years, and he's making well into six figures. It gives him the ability to better provide for his family. Uh, he has a, a, re, a, a new confidence. He's seen aspects of life now that he never could have imagined. And if he had not taken the risk, he would still be back at forty-five to maybe $50,000. And at this point, he can't even imagine going back to making that type of money. So that's the, that's why we have to be willing to take chances. We don't know the outcome. But the greater the risk, the greater the reward. So I want us to talk about also what is it that causes us to avoid risk? And it's two cousins, fear and doubt. Fear and doubt. Okay, fear basically was instilled in us to create one thing and one thing only. Fear was instilled in us to create action. Unfortunately, for many of us, fear predominantly creates paralysis. Because of fear, we don't do anything. And in my mindset, my thought about this, if I'm fearful of something, I have to get better at it. I have to learn more about it to remove the fear. Where in many cases, many of us who are fearful about something, we say, okay, that means we should avoid it completely. And we're missing out on a large, large part of life. Now, fear, in many cases, it comes from within us. It can come from within us. And then I've seen two types of fear. I've seen the fear of failure. And fear is a natural emotion that affects many of us at some times. You know, but it's supposed to create the fight or flight, not the paralysis. All right. So the, what we should do is we should respond by taking action of some, of some sort to prepare for it, uh, to run away from it if necessary, or, or, but don't just be paralyzed by fear. And believe it or not, some people are afraid of success. And I've worked with many sales professionals and, and, and other individuals who felt that success always seemed just to be out of their grasp. In reality, they were afraid. They were fearful of crossing that threshold into the realm of success. This type of salesperson concerned that if they excel or this business owner, or this person in life, if they excel, then they're going to be expected to perform at that higher level on a consistent basis. Now, and, if, and, if, and this type of success could also, along with it, bring added pressure to continue to exceed your goals or to be a leader in your office. It may even mean the possibility of a promotion, which may require skill sets you don't have yet, which could cause also additional exposure. All right. So we have to understand that we're not supposed to allow fear to paralyze us. We need to be willing to take the chance. And sometimes the fear can come from the fact that we had already tried something. You tried sales before. And it didn't work for you. Well, maybe it was not the best product. Maybe it was that you didn't put your all into it. Maybe it was 
the company you were with or the product you were selling. It could be a myriad of things, but that doesn't mean you should give up on sales. Sometimes it's because of a failed business, all right? My question to you is, as a result of the failure, what did you learn? What did you learn not to do? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn that you should apply the next time? And think about it. Please understand the, the majority of the most successful people failed initially. But because they kept trying, that failure was only a temporary defeat. Michael Jordan, who is one of the most renowned basketball players in the world, I mean, even probably 15, 20 years after he's retired, still is just the most renowned basketball player, was cut from his high school basketball team. Michael Jordan was cut from a basketball team. But as a result, instead of quitting and saying, I'll never play basketball again, he continued to practice. He practiced every day. I've studied and also understand that he would practice by the moonlight. He practiced shooting jump shots by the moonlight. So he ultimately developed radar. And he was one of the greatest risk takers. He wanted to be the ball, the, the person who had the ball at the buzzer. And he didn't hit all of the shots. So understand that failure is not final. All right? What did you learn from it? All right? You know my four questions. Those of you who have been listening to the show, I have four questions because me and all of the people that I'm around who do some wonderful things, we have fallen short a lot to the point that we are, we don't even feel it. We understand that falling short, failing at something is a part of the success equation. But those four questions is, okay, what just happened? Next question, what part did I have in it? Now, a lot of times we want to blame everything and everybody else, but also be seriously take a look at yourself. What part did I have in it? What did I learn from this? And what will I do differently as a result of this lesson? Not the failure, but this lesson. And then what I've told you in the past is I don't keep this stuff on me. I don't just keep carrying it around like baggage or like luggage. I'll go out to my backyard I'll dig a hole and I have a memorial service for that failure and then I keep it moving because too many times we allow past failures to determine our present and our future. All right. Or fail relationships. You know what? Uh, my relationship didn't work well with that big company. I'm not pursuing big companies anymore. Guess what? Maybe it was someone in that company that didn't treat you fairly. Maybe that was something you could have done better that particular time that you now learned the lesson from. A failed project. Or guess what? You saw that it didn't work for someone else. So, wow, they tried and it didn't work for them. So I know it won't work for me. No, just because it didn't work for them does not mean that it won't work for you. I've seen a lot of businesses fail. But guess what? I would go to those people and say, what did you learn? And I, would, I found that it's always less expensive to learn from someone else's example. That's why you want to read as much as you can. And one of my things I've always said is you should be reading at least one book per month relative to your profession. It's always easier to learn from someone else's example. It's someone else's experience, someone else's shortcoming. That's what my book is about. Forget patience, let's sell something. is just chock full of information that can help you be successful. But I wrote this book based on my, my initial failures and what I learned not to do and what I learned to do in place of the things that weren't working. So 
read, study, all right? So whether because it didn't work for someone else, that doesn't mean it has to be the same for you. Another thing that has a tendency to happen is other people will tell you that you won't you can't do it. You won't be able to accomplish it. And we should never allow someone else to dictate our future. Because guess what? That passion was not put in them. Therefore they can't understand it. Therefore they can't they can't digest it. They can't see the vision like you can. So, and you know, one of the ways to get me going is to tell me I can't do something because once you tell me I can't, I'm going to automatically take the T off of it and I'm going to show you in a matter of time. All right. And when, when people tell me something won't work, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm on to something because this obviously was not meant for them. Therefore, they can't see it as clear as I can. So I'm going to pursue it. I want you to pursue it. Get your mindset right for what you're going to accomplish this coming year. And wow, it's, oh man, this, this time is going by so fast. I have so much more to say, but it's time for us to take our last break. All right. So guess what? It's time for a short break. You are listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and we're on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynardgroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and the topic today is the reality of risk. No risk, no reward. And we're talking tonight about what it takes to be successful. And in order to be successful, in order to get the types of gains that you really want, that you desire in order to be able to live the life that you want, to get the commission checks, to grow your business the way you want to, you're going to have to take risk. As a matter of fact, the greatest risk you could ever take is not taking a risk. All right. And what we have to really learn to do is to calculate risk. Everything is a risk. Not taking a risk is a risk. All right. So what we have to do is determine whether it's a good risk or whether it's a bad risk. If it's a bad if it's a bad risk, okay, you avoid it. If it's a good risk, if the if the odds are with you of succeeding at it, you got to try it. You got to try it. I am so thankful for all of the things that I've tried and, and as what you learn is as you try more things, you become more confident in trying even greater things, you know, because I first started my business and when that my business got going well, uh, I knew that if I couldn't get on a plane to go train someone, or if I lost my voice and couldn't speak or whatever, uh, my means of taking care of my family was 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 gone pretty much. So at that point, I realized I needed some other ways to invest. So that's when I got into stocks. And I, I, what I did was I wanted to learn from someone who was successful in stocks. So I started reading all of Warren Buffett's books, and I studied his principles on how to be successful in the stock market. I'm like, okay, if this guy's a billionaire, he probably can teach me something. All right? And as a matter of fact, I applied the theories and principles that I learned from his books and made an astounding amount of money in the stock market. And I, I, I learned to buy when he bought. I learned to sell when he sold. And it was amazing. So there are people around you that already have the knowledge you need in order to be successful. And that cuts the learning curve. And it also reduces the risk. And also then after that happened, then I said, okay, I want another extension. So I looked at real estate. So I studied real estate. Again, found someone who was doing it and doing it well. And just modeled them. And as Dr. Jomo Cousins, who was on uh, several times so far this year, he says success leaves clues. Success leaves clues. So pick them up and then apply them. Application. Excuse me. A lot of us have knowledge, but then we have the knowledge and we don't apply the knowledge. And knowledge without application means nothing. You can have the greatest ideas in the world. But if you don't put them into practice, the ideas are worthless. And it's amazing. Uh, there are a lot of people that I'll see who have great ideas and they can tell other people how to be successful. But you don't see them using it in their lives. And that's what people want to see. They want to see you applying the principles that you espouse, that you spout. All right. And if they see it working in your life, then they're more prone to try to use them themselves. So let's continue to talk about uh, fear and doubt and, and, and what causes to avoid us to avoid risk. And in the last one, we talked about several failed business, failed relationship, 
uh, failed project. We fell short somehow. And as a result of falling short that one time, we say, ooh, that hurt so much. I'm not going to do that again. But in reality, we just need to learn from it and try again. Try again maybe a different way. Figure out why it didn't work. Go talk to someone who's successful and say, hey, I tried it this way. Can you give me some advice? The answers are there. We just have to seek them out. Um, Another thing we talked about was other people told you you couldn't do it. And don't listen to other people when they're telling you what you can't do. All you have to do is take the T off and it's possible. Uh, Or some of us may have had a painful experience by actually trying something. Um, And then it didn't work. And I had a perfect example. That was a young lady who we taught uh, new business development skills. And she was extremely successful. And we taught her to pursue the highest level uh, contact in the organization. And it was beautiful to watch because she would only contact or pursue CEOs and presidents of companies, which is what I teach anyway. Go to the highest level. Start at the top. And then... Once you have favorably impressed them, they will endorse you and push you down through their company instead of trying to start at the bottom working your way up. Well, when she would call top executives, if she called 10 executives, she got seven appointments with top executives. That's exceptional. Absolutely exceptional. That's 70 percent. Now, but this one particular executive she called, she happened to call when his uh, administrative assistant was out of the office. So she got directly to him and he scheduled the appointment. And when the executive assistant came back and saw an appointment was scheduled without her permission, she called the sales professional and really just berated her, tore her up. How dare you call my office and, and schedule an appointment with the CEO without going through me? You don't do that. You Don't you ever. And, I mean, she just really berated the young lady and it made the young lady feel so bad that as a result of that one person, that one call, she became timid when it came to calling on top executives any, uh, anymore. Uh, we could not get her to call on them, and and ultimately she left the company. Now she allowed one person who may have been having a bad day, or maybe even a bad life. Okay, we get people who may be just having a rough time, and we just sometimes you're going to call on people who just have a negative outlook on life. There's no reason for us to let them shape our belief system and who we are and what we're able to accomplish. And so as a result, she could not get, we could not get her to call on anyone else again at that level and she left the company. She forgot about all of the success that she had. And too many times that happens to us. We can have tremendous success and then we have one experience that's horrible and then we say, oh my goodness, that hurts so much. I'm never going to do that again. But I would like for us to apply the same principle that they apply in baseball. A really good batter goes up to bat 10 times and strikes out seven times or basically gets a hit three times. And they are considered extremely successful with a 30 percent success ratio. All right. So just understand nothing is going to work every time. And and I had Kevin Harrington, who is uh, just a, uh extremely successful businessman, has a phenomenal net worth that's out of this world. He said on the show 
when uh, the show Business Lessons from a Shark, he used to be on the show Shark Tank, he said that uh, only 25% of his opportunities, his projects are successful. But they are so successful that they just blow away the ones that aren't successful. We talked on the show about in nature, uh, the leopards, the lions, the tigers have a 25% success rate, but they're called the king of the jungle. So nothing's going to work consistently, but we have to be willing to take risks and we have to be willing to start now. Okay, start right now. Get prepared for this upcoming year to be the best you can possibly be. And as usual, it's time for us to end the show. I want you, if you don't have a copy of Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something, my book in your reference library, it's a must-read book that should be in every any person who has to influence decisions. I want you to pick up a copy. You can go to my online store. You can go to Amazon.com, Barnes & Nobles, get a copy of the book. If you're looking for one-on-one coaching, if you want to make this year your best, I want to hear from you. If you're looking for training and development for your sales team, I want to I want to talk to you. I want to understand what you're looking to accomplish to help us determine how we can be of assistance to you. So call my office. Telephone number is 888-605 1040 uh and my extension is extension 102 all right 888 605 1040 extension 102 to speak directly to me so thanks again for listening tell others about the show we are growing by leaps and bounds we have officially completed one full year shows and i'm excited i can't wait to see what next year brings and i want you to examine this past year, and I want you to ask yourself, okay, has listening to the show, has it helped me? Has it helped me grow? And I want to hear from you. Let me know how this show has helped you to grow. I enjoyed the show with you today, and stay tuned next week. But in the meantime, in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something.